don't be afraid to commit to your goals because of the time that it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Time is going to pass regardless. So commit to it. Mm-hmm. Put, your, put your effort, focus, passion into whatever it is that you're committing to because guess what? If you're afraid, because I think of like, oh, if I go start like a, a business that I really love, it's going to take three or four years to, to build up before I, guess what? The three or four years are going to pass anyways. Yeah. So do you want to be at three or four years and not that's have, good. Yeah, and, really good. and not have accomplished that goal? Time doesn't care. I've got a little bone to pick with you before we get there. How was y'all's? Uh, how was y'all's Thanksgiving? It's great. Yeah, y'all stayed here, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Busy. Everybody weekend. was at your house. Yeah, yeah. We we hosted Thursday and then um, like breakfast, and then everyone came at noon, so it was all day deal. Yeah, and then uh, so y'all are lunch Thanksgiving. Uh, no, 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 no. Just because Cowboys were on mm-hmm. at three thirty, like everyone came, started watching the early game. Okay, uh, but like which was horrible. Tiffany's family there, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> what was it? Chicago, Chicago Detroit. versus Detroit. Yeah, it was a- I mean, hey, kudos to Andy. I mean, I'm, I'm glad he got a yeah. he got a win. But um, my, my wife's family, Tiffany's family, like their family tradition is every holiday, um, is they do eggs Benedict. So mm. we just never look. had that never in my had life. It. In my life, ah, never we'll, had have, it. we'll have to have you guys over do a little brunch. Well, or dude, this is the nineteenth time you said, yeah, we'll have to have you guys over. I'm, I'm, I don't buy it. Well. Bro, the invites are there. It's just the Gibbs don't ever leave the house. That's a fact. That's true. But uh, yeah, so we. So did y'all do dinner then? We did. We ate at four thirty. That's wow. Okay. Yeah. So smoked a turkey. Nice. Did a you did it yourself? Turkey. Yeah, I did the smoked turkey. Uh huh. Tiff's mom. So she comes. She usually she hosts, but um, we just our numbers have gotten. Big enough yeah, we a lot of kids. Just, so it's nice. She comes over and she does all the cooking at our go. house. Yeah. So somebody comes, does the cooking, but you don't have to leave your house. It's kind of yeah. Great. Oh, it's great. Yeah. We for the first time, and I felt like an adult this yeah. time around. We hosted. Yeah. My wife and, and two sons and I. We had what was there six boys under seven stayed at our house, and then six adults. Six boys under yeah. Seven. Yeah. So my and my oldest brother, who has three kids himself, yeah. wasn't able to come. So, oh, so it could have been. So it could have been even more. even more wild. So, yeah. So everybody was under one house. We do lunch. We did about I think we ate at like one one thirty. Okay. Uh, I've never understood the dinner people, the people that do Thanksgiving like when dinner. It's dark. Yeah, yeah like, I agree. That's weird. I'm with you. If you if you do that, stop listening to this podcast yeah. right now. Yeah, because here's the deal: you you <laughs> by default eliminate the post Thanksgiving meal nap. Exactly. You just go to bed. You just go to bed. Yeah. No. No thanks. You're, you're eliminating one of the most important things. And I've said this before: Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Yeah. Christmas is a close second. I yeah. get it. I get the people that are n- fanatic about Christmas. Yeah. But Thanksgiving is is holy to me. It's it's I love I love. It's a good day, man. It honestly is. It's it's, it's good energy. I mean, when it's around when it's around food. Yeah. You can't. And that Cowboys it. game was wild. I don't, I don't think I've ever. God. It was literally the most penalties. Yeah. In the last five years in any, any NFL game. I mean, that was, it, it was just the, they didn't even make plays. Like, it was just throw the ball up, get a penalty. That was our big play. Wow. But here's what's crazy is the viewership yeah. of the game was 28 million off viewers. The charts. Yeah. The most said, watched game since like 98 yeah. or something like that. Some like crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's, in, that's wild. That is I mean, wild. I, granted, that time slot typically does. I mean, it's the perfect time, right? right? Um, but, then you look at like Monday Night Football. You look at where was, I was. Uh, there was a stat. Um, was it the Mavericks? 
viewership was like less than like Rosoli and Isles reruns on the same day. <laughs> and then the Cowboys are breaking records. Yeah. It's like, dang, man. Yeah. That's, no, it's, it's, sucks. it shows, man, that you either love the Cowboys, yeah. you want to see them succeed or you hate them. But you still regardless, see, you everybody's still watching. You want to see them fail. Yeah, everybody's yeah. watching regardless. Whether right. you, you hate them or you love It's like yeah. the Yankee effect, right? Yeah. Everybody hates or loves the Yankees. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So no, what's this bone you got to pick? So... This might this might ruffle your feathers. It might ruffle David's feathers over there, our producer. Hey, uh, uh, David, I don't know. Hey, David, you 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 and me are on a team today. David, All right, David, you sure I'm against you. Oh, yeah, I know. If yeah. you hear that voice, that's David. He's our uh, he's our awesome producer. If you, if you've realized and noticed that our video quality has multiplied by about a, a factor of 10. Yeah, I was going to say as far as quality 10X, goes, maybe 11.3x. Yeah, that's somewhere in between. That's all thanks to our man David whose yeah. voice you just heard and and snack, I don't know if David Snacks Media shout out. Yeah, Snacks Media, go check them out. They're doing awesome things. Uh, and we'll bring him in a little bit later. The reason we gave him a microphone, he's got a he's got a good insight on the conversation we're going to have here in a little yep. bit. But the bone I have to pick is about a TV show that you've yeah. been ranting and raving about for years now. Yeah. And this TV show is hold called on. Yellowstone. Hold on, hold, okay, hold on. Let me check. Make sure. Okay, this isn't this isn't anchored down. This is going to get flipped. David, have you seen Yellowstone? I have not. Okay, okay. So you're not a part of this. So Tyler, for literally Yellowstone came out when we're in season four. Yeah. yeah. So four years ago. So yeah, ish. So you've been talking about it ever since the beginning. Three years, yeah. And it, and it was on some weird channel you had to pay for, so nobody ever watched it well, <laughs> early actually, on. No, Paramount, <laughs> it just comes with your basic DirecTV package, but yeah. Yeah, I do. Which now Paramount, and they have this Paramount Plus deal. It's literally one of the top, now it carries all these sports. Yeah. It's yep. like one of the top. Yeah, it's like Netflix, right? You pay yeah. ten bucks a month or yeah. whatever. And, and well, the so, plus side of it. But yeah. the Paramount network is on just cable TV. Okay, so we don't have cable. We have YouTube TV. We cut the cord yeah, a couple years ago. I forgot, and I forgot you're one of those people. Yeah, we're one of those weirdos. Because <laughs> we thought it was going to save us money, but we ended up doing you 19 just other subscriptions. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it didn't save us anything. But it's like, okay, we spent we spent $180 on, on cable, or we get 20 different subscriptions at six ninety nine. And yeah, Netflix is up to like 20 bucks a month. Yeah, anyway, so Go, boom. I download yeah. and purchase yeah. Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. Because you've been talking about Yellowstone all this time. I hear about season four, the two-hour premiere. Apparently, it was the greatest thing uh-huh. ever since freaking, what's that one show that everybody loved, the, the medieval uh, show? Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. yeah, which I never saw that either. So, I'm all excited, right? Yeah. I, and I'm going to start at season one. I'm okay. going to start from right. the beginning. I literally was like, <laughs> don't tell me you just jumped in on season four. So, I, I start with season one, and the episodes are random Links like one, like I think episode one was like an hour and five minutes. Episode two was like forty three minutes. It was so weird, huh? And well, so you got to think if you're streaming it, it removes all the commercials because right. it's an hour block on. So Paramount Plus, they sneak in commercials still okay. every now and then, okay. like a minute worth. Okay. Anyway, so I'm excited, right? I'm, yeah. I'm pumped. Like, yeah. This is going to be awesome. Tyler's been talking about it for literally four years. Uh-huh. Everybody on the internet's talking about it. This show's gonna be great. I like, you know. What, where does it take? Wyoming. I yeah. love you know Montana, the scenery, yeah. Montana, whatever. Yeah, shows how much you've watched. And, yeah, seriously. And so, so is I this going to lead into our actual topic today? No, it's going to. I, no. I, I, well, I, I guess see it where can. it's going. I see it where can it's going because I'm uncommitted to yeah. the show now. Yeah. After after what I saw. Yeah. So I I tried the first four episodes and I can't get into it. Huh. I've literally fallen asleep every episode. Huh. What time are you starting at? Late. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple shows like that too. Like my it, brother's like raved about. Yeah. And it's like, 
I'll wait until Tiffany goes to sleep because I know she's not going to like yeah. it. And, I'll, and I'm like 20 minutes into it. I don't care how good it is. I fall asleep. Yeah. And then I got to like rewatch. And it's like, I'm not following the storyline. I'm not following any of this. Yeah, that's that's how I am with the show. So I've yeah. seen four episodes. Yeah. We, we, I kept, keep thinking, okay, it's going to get better. It's, it's just slow to start. It, I just, I can't do it. Do I, do I, so I guess what I'm bringing this up for is number one, your choice in show sucks. But number two, so is it get, does America's, it get better? You mean America's choice in shows? <laughs> this is the number one TV show, but go ahead, that's go ahead. what I'm saying. It has to get better, right? Yes. Surely it picks up. Yeah. So uh, to get better, right? So the first few episodes are very much building the character, laying the foundation. Yeah, and I get that. Um, it's just, man. It there's this there's this like re-emerging fantasy of like the cowboy lifestyle right because i yeah. think we're so like like city based and you know technology connected and all this like there's this fantasy now and, and I, me included is like hey like remove yourself from that and like go live this like western cowboy lifestyle <clears throat> you know be a part of the land have peace enjoy you know natural beauty and all these things so people get that and like feel it like land sale land prices in montana like tripled since that show's oh, come sure. out, like directly related to that show. I'm sure. Well, that's the, that's the best part is yeah. the scenery shots, yeah. the the yeah. and the horses, and, and I love all. That. I'm all down with all that. Uh-huh. But for whatever reason, the storyline. I'm just so like, I'll this say is, this. I'll say this. Episode eh. one was intense, right? And there was a lot going yeah. on in the first episode. And, but then, like, yeah, two, three, four, maybe I could see how it's like. All right, I'm not sure exactly where this is going. It's kind of a little bit depressing. Like, I'm not. Yeah. But. Commitment, man. Stay yeah. committed. Yeah. Yeah. So tough, so you're saying your yeah. advice is tough it out yeah. and keep going. Yeah, keep going. Because it's a commitment. I mean, it each episode's an hour. Yeah. That's and a lot, I, and that's I would a lot say, of time. I would say this, man. Like, once the boys go down, throw it on. Yeah. Because Whitney, Whitney watched it with me as well, and she was kind of like, meh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Stay, stay. It took Tiffany, my wife, a little bit to get, yeah. to get into it, too. And then now she's all in. Yeah. I'll stick to Squid Game. <laughs> You are you do like all these off the wall. David, like, did you see Squid Game? Yep, I liked it. Was that not the most wild show you may have ever seen? Besides yeah. you, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, it was really good. You, have, you haven't seen no, it yet, Tyler? Not yet, yeah, no. There, that you want to talk about number one show in America? This is the number one show in the world. It, yeah, it, I think Netflix maybe it broke all sorts of records for Netflix as one of the most watched shows. Jeez, I, yeah, I don't know, man. It's wild. So go, just, go check it out. I have I have this like generational barrier that like I can't go below. Like yeah. if if like a sixteen year old likes it, like I immediately won't like. That's it. the weird thing. I would never let my sixteen year old watch Squid Game. Oh, serious? It's that crazy, huh? Yeah, this is not a teenager show yet. You're right. That seems to be who it's most popular with. Yeah, is teenagers and young parents adults. these days, man. Yeah, they're just freaking, you're letting your kids watch. Yeah. How about you stick around for this talk about commitment? But <laughs> before we get there, yeah. we did have a wellness tip of the week. Yes, this week it's my favorite. This is my favorite time. This of the is week, a great honestly. little segment, yeah. uh, and it's brought to us obviously by our friends at Sleep Number. Which Sleep Number, we got our bed. Tyler, you got your bed. I'm two weeks in now. You're two weeks in now. Yeah, okay, I, I literally got it. On my birthday. Okay. I don't want, to, I, I hate when people push products yeah. just because they know that they're being compensated. You know, there, there's some, there's something in it for them, uh-huh. right? I'm not joking you, joking with you. I can't remember sleeping through the night as many times in the last two weeks as I have since I got my sleep number bed. Yep. It's wild. Like, you wouldn't think a mattress would make that much of a difference. But it's made, it's the most comfortable 
experience sleeping I've ever had. And I've never had f- trouble falling asleep. It, for me, it's always been I'll wake up every wake now and up, then. Yeah. I've slept through the night literally multiple times. I can't remember the last time I did that. It's insane. Like, day, <clears throat> excuse me, night one, you wake up and your body feels different. Yeah. Like, you know, I always, I've just literally always woken up and it's always like, okay, I'm stiff. Like, cause I usually am like a side sleeper mm-hmm. and I know that I like, too. that's not necessarily like great on your back unless you've got the right kind of mattress and all that. <laughs> but like, I always have this like stiffness in my back. Um, and literally night one, I did the little, I did a little elevation on the legs, a little elevation behind my head, just a little bit. Right. Yeah. And it was insane. Like I woke changer. up ready to go. Yeah. And, and it's really just gotten better because you learn, right? And the bed, it, it seems like the bed learns you, and I don't know. Well, that's the technology aspect of it. It, it adjusts to your it's, needs. It's just, it's, it's a game changer. And then, and then Tiffany, she's got, like, the heated foot pad. Oh, and, like, yeah. I thought it was just, like, the whole thing. So I'm, like, dreading this, yes. like, because I, I have to have, like, cold sheets. I, hate I accidentally turned it on the other day. It, it is horrible. <laughs> it's, it just, it's, like, it's miserable, man. It's, like, it's, like, oh, like, it feels like. When I think of like a hot bed, yeah. I think of and like this is Tiffany's dream. That's how like we're wired yep. so different. Yep. Is like she's like that's like her dream. Like get in like right out of the dryer. Sheets are hot. Mm-hmm. Like she Whitney's the same exact way. But like, yeah, dude, it's she has hers on and mine's still cool. Yeah, I didn't You're realize basically sleeping in two different beds. Oh, it's, it's, it's wild. It's, it's one bed, but it's two separate. Completely yeah. separate experiences. Yeah. So. And she even, she pulled the snore on me Thanksgiving. I, I just, I think I uh, OD'd on, on calories. So, <laughs> so some extra weight, like, yeah, your just neck on my just throat. Being <laughs> so, compressed. So, uh, so she, uh, so she hit the snooze for the first time and she's like, it was crazy. Like it lit immediately. Like, and I woke up, I'm like, why am I up so high? It stopped your, stopped yeah, your she's snoring? like, I hit the button and you stopped. That's a game. I mean, yeah. If nothing else, you Boom. get it for that reason yeah. because everybody knows somebody who snores in the room, yeah. it's impossible to sleep with a snore. Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. So if it can change that, that's that's a reason enough to go check out you know, sleep number. You know the other thing that like, again, I know we're spending a lot of time on this, but like I'm that like excited about like all the features, right? One, I, I didn't even know that this was part of it is I get up in the morning to work out, like, you know, d- depending on the day, like this morning I was up at four. It's like, I get up, the freaking light under the bed turns on right when I get out of bed. I didn't even notice that. Bro, it turns on. Make Turn oh. that switch on because yeah. you can turn it on and off. Okay. When you get out of bed, it turns on and it stays on for like five minutes until you get back. The second you get back in bed, it turns off. Huh. And so I don't have to turn on all the all the lights right. and then like you know, Tiffany rolls path. over and pulls a blanket over her head and like the annoying, <sighs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's amazing. I mean, just the littlest things, man, just they are, thought are of amazing. Everything. They yeah, thought of everything. It's so, great. This uh, this wellness tip doesn't necessarily have to do with sleep, but thank you to Sleep Number as always for bringing up this wellness tip and for mm-hmm. your awesome products. Cause man, SleepNumber.com, go check them out. Today's tip. So we've talked about the why. We've talked about you know sleep habits and mm-hmm. and and better sleep tips. Today's topic is something, and I think I think we've said this before. I spent five years formally in the fitness industry. Years before that, I was in internships and things like that. wasn't getting paid, but I've been in the fitness industry. Was in the fitness industry for ten to twelve years, something like that. Total, I think is what it ended up to be. And the number one thing that always gets brought up is nutrition. Mm-hmm. By far and away, nutrition is the number one thing that I ever heard people talk about. And now that I'm in an office, now that we're in an office, still to this day, 
That's the number one thing on most people's mind. What do I eat? Yeah. And more specifically, people are asking, what diet do I follow? Yeah. So when I say the word diet, David, you can feel free to jump in on this as well. What do you think of when you think of the word diet? Uh, a finite period of time. Like okay. there's a start and there's a finish. Mm-hmm. When I think of diet, right? Yeah. It's like I've got I've got to whatever whatever platform, whatever method you choose, right? What I don't want to say what diet you choose, but really like whatever you choose. Okay, hey, I start January first and I've got vacation on May. 13th and right. like that's the period that I'm focused on yeah like that's what I think of when I hear diet and I think of the word fad comes in mm-hmm. always like yep. what's the newest and you know what's gonna lose it the quickest and what's the easiest like to me and and, and I apologize and and that's why I think this is where you're gonna go with it like diet has a has a very negative connotation to it mm-hmm. right it 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 correlates to struggle it correlates to pain it correlates to uncomfort but to me, it correlates to, honestly, like, laziness. Yeah. And, like, quick fix. Mm. I'm glad you said that because that's something I want to touch on. David, anything to add there? Is that what you – you're not, you know, you're, you're kind of in the same boat as us now in the office world where we're not super entrenched in fitness. But I think what do you think about when you think of your Once diet? I get to a certain weight, then the floodgates are open. And, <laughs> yeah. So, and it's over. So yeah. diet is, is more about a – um, a process, and then once you get to that certain goal, whatever goal you had in mind, then you're done with it, and now you can go back to doing whatever you're doing. Yep. Got it. That's what most people think. Yeah. And and that's when you think of diet, like you said, Tyler, you think of this this period of time, that this beginning and this end of, of your food style. Mm. And there's tons of tons of diets out there, right? You've got paleo, you've got keto, you've got if it fits your macros, if you've got Whole30, carn- I mean, there's tons and tons of diets out there. Um, and so how do you know when, you, when you've got all these diets that you can follow, how do you know which one is the right one for you? So before we get there, I want to establish that, like you're saying, Tyler, diet doesn't necessarily mean weight loss. It's, it's your overall eating plan. How do you eat? That is your diet. But we always go towards thinking about the weight loss when we think yeah. about diet. So that's what we're going to focus on. There's a hundred so, yeah, different directions. People will say, right, like, oh, I'm on a diet. Right. No, you're what, always on yeah, a diet. It's like it's, saying I, I'm drinking a Coke, but yeah. you really have a Dr. Pepper. What you're saying is yeah, I'm on a diet. What you're really meaning is I, I'm trying to lose weight. Yes. Right. That's, yes. that's the goal is I'm yeah. trying to lose weight. Whereas diet really is your overall eating yeah. plan yeah. and how you eat. Uh, and so with all these different diets out there, really in what you said a second ago, what, I, what always comes to my mind is, okay, what is this person trying to get out of this? Mm-hmm. Why are they looking for the perfect, quote-unquote, diet? Are they looking for a quick fix? Are they looking for quick weight loss? What is it that that's in it for them when they think of going on a diet and why they want to choose it? Because everybody wants the perfect diet. Yeah. Right? Everybody wants that diet that's going to do For whatever reason, we think this keto diet, that's, what, that's what's going to put me over the yeah. edge. That's what's going to get me to my goals. That's what's going to give me all this weight loss. And that's great. If you want to follow keto, go for it. If you want to follow carnivore, go for it. If you want to follow Whole30, whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess my point would be when thinking about whatever the best diet is for you, to me it's pretty simple. What's the one that you can stick to? Yeah. Now, it's that simple. Now, and clarify, what do you mean when you say stick to? 
like stick to for a year, stick to I'm for six months. I'm talking about the diet. Stick to for. I'm talking. I get that there's phases, and it, it definitely is a phase where you're wanting to lose ten pounds. Yeah. But when I think of diet, I think of overall. How, what's my eating style? Mm-hmm. If I think of I'm 34 years old and I'm going to live till I'm 90, am I going to really follow a ketogenic diet that long? So what you've got to establish is if I'm going to go on a, one of these fad diets yeah. or these, these plans that are great, they've all got their pros and cons. If I'm going to do that, I've got to think long-term. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's phases of time where I need to restrict and, and be super, you know, watch what I'm eating. But what can I really stick to yeah. long-term? Because a diet, there's no magic in keto versus carnivore versus from a weight loss perspective. There's no magic other than you're putting yourself in a caloric restriction. Yep. So yes, keto can, maybe there's health benefits outside of, but when most people think of diet, they think of weight loss. Yeah. And there's no magic diet out there that's going to help you lose weight more so than another diet if, the, if you're still in a caloric surplus. And yep. what does that mean? That means the calories you consume versus the calories that you expend. Yeah. And there's multiple ways that you expend calories through fitness, through just daily activities, through yeah. digestion. Uh, and then through, restri- uh, and then, <clears throat> so there's multiple ways that you can burn calories and then the calories that you consume, yep. if that balance is off, if you're consuming more than you burn, you're going to gain weight. If you're consuming less than you burn, you're going to lose weight. It's just a simple math there. Right. So how you get there is up to you, mm-hmm. right? There's no magic about keto. That's all of a sudden going to make me lose an extra 10 pounds that carnivore couldn't mm-hmm. if my calories are the same. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. It does, and that's <clears throat> and that's one thing. And we a previous guest of ours, uh, Doctor Lane Norton. Um, if you follow him on Instagram, it's Bio Lane. And one of the things he's a huge advocate about, right, is one he's about science. He's about what does the research actually say. And and like you said, people are thinking okay, hey, this keto, right? Because I'm going to burn fat instead of carbohydrates mm-hmm. and I'm going to use fat as energy. And that's what I want is I want to learn. Look, there may, be, there may be some science behind being in ketosis, right? There may be, okay, look, there is, there is a, a process from your digestion and metabolism that yes, that is true. But like you said, is ultimately, whether if you eat 6,000 calories of proteins and fats, it's really hard to lose weight when you're only burning 4,000 yeah. because calories are calories. Right. Calories are ultimately what turn into body fat, right? And, and that's one thing that Lane Norton always talks about. He's like, look, you can pick this. You, you can pick this. He's like agnostic about it all. He's like, look, I, I'm not saying keto is better than this. That this is this. Ultimately, it comes down to calories. Mm-hmm. He's very, very, very like educated and detail-oriented but what I love about him, man, is he simplifies it to say, hey, look, it ultimately is about calories, yeah. when and how, what calories you consume. Because one of the things that I've, I've heard uh, him say before is like, look, if you, if you need 300 calories, you can get 300 calories from a Pop-Tart or you can get 300 calories from a chicken breast. Now, the difference is, is you're not getting the nutritional value out of the Pop-Tarts. Right. But if that's all you, and you're going to feel left 
unsatisfied and you're going to be hungrier, right? But that's 300 calories and 300 calories. Yep. You're going to have the same weight loss if you're still in a deficit. You're going to have the same weight loss as if you eat 300 calories of a chicken breast, right? Yep. And you have the same calories through the day. But you're just not going to receive the nutritional benefits from a Pop-Tart than you are. Those are right. empty calories. Yep. That's, that's what that is. And so one of the things that you said is from a sustainable standpoint, mm -hmm. what can you do to create your forever diet right mm -hmm. what is it and and sometimes you have to play with it yeah you know maybe it's forms of keto maybe it's forms of vegan maybe it's forms whatever it is for you that is like okay look this is something i'm going to implement and i'm going to implement uh, a, a sustainable approach to it it's not hey i typically consume 3000 calories a day um and now i'm going to go to 600 calories a day that's not sustainable, not sustainable. you can't do it so you may be able to do it for two weeks and be uncomfortable for two weeks, but you're never, ever going to. Mm -hmm. And so there's sustainable and then there's discipline, right? And those have to be, those have to work together because yes, if you are going to change something and you are going to choose a diet where I, I want different results than what I currently have right now, whether from a functionality standpoint, from an aesthetic standpoint, from a longevity standpoint, whatever reason you're doing this diet, is okay i've got a couple consistency sustainability and discipline mm -hmm. like through that and what is it and and it takes work and that's why i say discipline because you actually have to be aware and you can't just okay and i'm guilty of this right at the office it's like oh man i'm hungry i'm gonna go grab i'm gonna go grab some corn nuts and then i'm gonna grab a uh, little hershey's uh chocolate bar you know, and it's like, no, like you've got to, you've got to have a plan going forward. And anybody that is successful in any, any type of, uh, nutritional regimen is they are, they think ahead, they plan ahead. They're not just reactive mm -hmm. about it because that's when you're getting all of these calories that you just are unaware of. You may think, okay, Hey, you know, I had a good breakfast, I had a good lunch, uh, or, you know, a small lunch and I'm really good. And then I got really hungry and I snacked all afternoon and I took 1500 calories that I didn't even plan on. Mm -hmm. And then I had a, you know, a healthy dinner. I'm like, why aren't I losing yeah. weight? Yep. Well, it ultimately is, what are you doing? And if you're not planning and you're not creating something that, okay, look, this is a regimen that I follow. Look, and you don't have to be perfect. That's one thing I, I'm sure you're going to talk about mm -hmm. because you don't have to be perfect, but if I can follow it, over the long haul, right? Those are the results that I'm going to see. Yep. And I think that's one, one thing too is, is look, is setting expectations correctly. And one of the things that you do really well, so Ben's not going to say this, but Ben is our wellness coach for our company, our, our real estate company. So he comes in and he, and he does well, like somewhat similar to this, mm -hmm. maybe an abbreviated version, but like, Hey, look, here's some things and implements health challenges because our leadership at our company is just really big on just overall wellness, right? Like ha employees that are happy, they're healthy, that have resources, all those things. And so Ben is, that's what he does for our company um, on top of his actual day job. But one of the things that you talk about is like, don't try to reach your results in four weeks or mm -hmm. six weeks. Mm -hmm. Look, set this out. This is a year-long process, and I'm going to create habits that now go for 10 years, for 20 years, for 40 years, whatever it is. Because if you lose, if you lose two pounds a week for a year and you're overweight, that's over 100 pounds in a year. That is you walking in the door a year later and nobody recognizing you. Yeah. If you do two pounds a week, mm -hmm. 
That's not, a lot. not trying to do a lot. It's a lot. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. But that's not, Oh, I got to lose a pound a day or I got to lose 30 pounds in a month. Yep. Right. Like yeah. that's, that's really, that's, that's uh, two pounds, two pounds a week is, is it's a big number. I get it. Right. That's essentially eight to 10 pounds a month. Um, but setting realistic goals, but then also not being so harsh on yourself, giving yourself forgiveness. One thing I think that we do as people is we treat ourselves like dogs when it comes to food. Like we reward ourselves. Oh, we had a really hard workout. I deserve this mm-hmm. pizza. Mm-hmm. I'm rewarding myself with this bowl of ice cream or I'm rewarding myself with this. Like, don't think of it that way. Like, look, if you if you would like a bowl of ice cream, okay, I understand that I'm, I would like a treat, okay? But don't, let that reward take you off track of right. your long-term goals. Yeah. You know what I mean? And don't think of it as like, oh, I'm rewarding myself. Because now you're putting this, this, this responsibility on food as a reward rather than, okay, now I look at it as, look, food is all that is is a resource for my body. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not anything else. The reason that we consume food is so that I can perform as a human. Yeah, yeah and in the context of what we're talking about, weight loss specifically, yeah. <clears throat> There are going to be phases of time where you are going to have to restrict calories. So yep. if we're, so you talked about earlier Pop-Tart versus chicken breast. From a health perspective, obvious, the, the choice is obvious. I'm going to go with the chicken breast. Yep. <clears throat> but the point is most of us think of weight loss. That's, there's no magic in any of these diets. The magic is you're eating less calories than, yep. you're, than you're burning. That's the magic. Now, if you want to talk about overall health, that's yep. a different conversation. Yep. right? So this conversation, this particular topic of weight loss – it doesn't matter what diet you follow. As long as you're in a cal- caloric restriction, mm-hmm. you're going to lose weight, and it's yeah. going to be great for you. Now, understand, that's not something that you can sustain forever. Yeah, Weight loss is supposed to be done in phases. It's not supposed to be this perpetual, endless cycle that you right. go through that you're constantly yeah. lose, trying to lose weight. Why I lose 50 pounds a year for the rest of my life? No. No, it's and Nor would that be healthy. Weight yeah. loss is not healthy. Yeah. The body does not want to lose weight. Yeah. It's stressful, yeah. right? So it's meant to be done in phases. So what do you do after that phase? That's your dietary lifestyle. That's your regimen. That's, that's what we're talking about. Find something that works for you that you can sustain. If you want to follow keto for eight weeks, which, by the way, it's really hard to actually follow keto. Yeah. You've got to wear a, a, a blood monitor. Glue, yeah, yeah. monitor and everything yeah. to really, truly make, be into ketosis. Yeah. Most people do a modified you know, poor man's version that they never actually get. Anyway, that's a side tangent. Whatever it is you want to follow, that's fine. But think about once you're done with that diet phase, think about overall, Uh what can I really truly sustain? Because most people, 90% of people that lose weight end up gaining it back. Yeah. Because they're they're not doing things that are going to be sustainable long term. Yeah. So to wrap this up, what are your food press? What are your personal food preferences? What foods does your body react best to? And what diet can you follow long enough to see results? Those are the things that I think people should factor in yeah. whenever they're considering what, how do I want to eat? And so for me personally, I follow, I call it the 90-10 rule, the 90-10 diet. 90% of the time, I'm going to eat some sort of protein, eat some sort of vegetable or fruit, and I'm going to eat some sort of quote-unquote healthy starchy carbs. Yeah. So rice, potatoes, sweet potatoes, things like that. That's going to be my diet 90% of the time. Yep. 10% of the time, I'm going to drink a milkshake. I'm going to eat French fries. I'm going to do whatever I want. And so to me... Oh, well, French fries don't yeah. fall on the healthy starches? Yeah, sorry. Dang. So to me, I understand, yeah, maybe those aren't the healthiest choices, but I'm going to, for me personally, 
that's a sustain. If, if I just completely try to yeah. restrict those and never eat those again, yeah, that's not realistic. That's right. So I'm allow I'm allowing myself those things every now and then. If as long as I'm making good choices, ninety mm. percent of the time, yeah, right. As opposed to me, it's unrealistic for me to say I'm going to follow a ketogenic diet. Yeah, that's unrealistic for me. Yeah. So the best diet for you is the one that you can follow. That's right. And I know that's not a sexy answer. No. I know everybody wants that magic because that's yeah. what we're looking for the shortcut ultimately, right? Yep. We're looking for that magic bullet. There is no magic bullet. Nope. What works for you? That's what you need to think about when you're thinking about what's the best diet for One me. thing that you did say, and as we wrap it up, and I think uh, 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 the clean transition of this conversation to our next is uh, listen to your body too. Um, I think people's bodies are changing. For example, for me, um, Dairy is something recently that my body has, it's been harder to digest. So like cheeses, um, creams, you know, so whether it's ice cream, like I have like a hangover after if I eat ice cream, I literally, my body, I feel like I'm hungover if I've, if I've had ice cream. Um, so listen to your body, right. And understand, understand how your body, how it thrives. What foods can you put in your body when I'm really big on fruits and vegetables, when I'm really consistent with those, like and supplement to proteins and like you said starches like my body performs better i sleep mm-hmm. better I, I like listen to your body your body will tell it and then don't like don't ignore those things like there's a reason your body is reacting that way look and then you can go down all these rabbit holes about i don't say rabbit holes because it's really important but i mean like with gut health and mm-hmm. enzymes and microbes and all these things about digestion and all that but first and foremost listen to your body and your body is going to tell you what it likes and how what it needs for fuel to perform well. Yeah, yeah, and you may hear that and you hear Tyler saying, you know, he doesn't eat dairy anymore. Oh, but well, no, I'm not saying I don't. Well, then I shouldn't eat dairy. No, yeah, no, that's, that's not, not what. I, yeah. Maybe you do just fine with dairy. Yeah. So whatever you hear, take it with a grain of salt. Like right. Tyler saying, it's about it's about your body. It's not mm-hmm. about somebody else's or mm-hmm. what. Now, of course, take guidelines and take advice, but ultimately, at the end of the day, is what's best for you. What can yeah. you sustainably follow? For literally the rest of your life. Yeah. And if you're looking for resources as we wrap this up, Dr. Lane Norton, who Tyler mentioned, and his wife, Holly Baxter. Yeah. uh, They were actually guests, episodes 39 and 41. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the video, the sound quality is pretty horrible back then. So. We didn't have David. So maybe don't go back and listen to those, but they are two of my favorite resources. Another one I like is Alan Aragon. Have you ever heard of Alan Aragon? Yeah, you've sent me yeah. some of his stuff. So his, his website is alanaragon.com because... And let me caveat with with these resources. These are ones that I've found over the years that would be the most trustworthy. Yeah, these guys are relying on the data. Yeah. They're not being emotional about their, you know, advice like some people. They're not getting religious about their advice. Yeah. These are guys that are they're looking not at the data exactly. about a certain. Yep. Yeah. And then the last one, and this one you've probably never heard of. If you really want to get nerdy about nutrition, like really nerdy. Yeah. This guy's name is Lyle McDonald. Uh, I'm no. pretty sure he's autistic. Uh-huh. And so, you know, with autism, like they pick a... I can't say that. Well, <laughs> there's a, there's an avenue that they are really, really, really immersed into. Yeah. And for whatever reason, his is nutrition. And so he is one of the smartest nutrition minds yeah. I've ever experienced. Now, again, he's going down to the molecular. He's getting super nerdy with this. So if, yeah. if that's who's too the guy, who's over the guy your head... Austin that you sent? In Austin? Yeah. Uh, he's a guy down in Austin. We'll we'll share this link when we do this. We'll we'll share some resources in uh in our post. But there's yeah. a guy that, that yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Lyle McDonald, his his website is bodyrecomposition.com. Again, it's heavy material. Like it's he goes in depth, but if you can digest it, 
no pun intended. It's really good information that he's putting out <laughs> there because joke. he is that yeah, because he is that uh, <laughs> that invested. So those are my four yeah. of my favorite resources: Doctor Lane Norton, Holly Baxter, Alan Aragon, and Lyle McDonald. And there's tons of, but there's yeah. also tons of crappy. I was going to say my advice. suggestions are just hop on YouTube and any <laughs> ad that pops up, it's truth. So just make sure you listen to those yeah, guys. Be careful with. If he has his shirt up. off and he's in the gym, he's probably. Yeah. He's probably a respectable source. Usually my rule of thumb is if Dr. Lane Norton says it, I'm going to I'm gonna yeah. trust that advice. Yeah. So anyway, thank yeah. you to Sleep Number. Uh, as always, hopefully that's helpful to you guys. Again, we could have gone – there's nutrition so complex. Mm-hmm. There's a million different routes. But ultimately, yeah. at the end of the day, what can you sustain? With and so, so from a transition standpoint, one of the things that, that we discussed is sustainability, like committing to, committing to a healthy lifestyle from a food standpoint, um, which – we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about just the idea of commitment, the fear of commitment, the lack of commitment. Um, and, and when we think of like, for example, preparing for the show, you know, doing research, you type in commitment or fear of commitment, everything pops up as relational, right? Everything is fear of committing to a relationship and this, and yes, we're going to, we're going to hit on a couple of those things today, but when we're talking about commitment, we're talking about uh, commitment to your goals, commitment to the people around you. So not just significant others, intimate relationships, the people around you committing to a job, committing to your kids and parenting, committing to, um, to your identity, committing to your beliefs, right? There's so many ways to commit that the reason we were talking about this is, is I think that we have such a lack of commitment, um, in our culture today. There's the idea of, of committing to something to see it through, um, is, is more and more absent, I think, than it ever has been. Um, and there's, and there's a handful of reasons and I'm just, I want to start off like culturally, um, my observations and why I think, uh, that, you know, we're seeing a decline in that is number one, I think we struggle as a culture with commitment. Um, and I'm going to, you know what, let me, let me separate this first one. I'm going to men in our culture. We struggle with commitment for, for a couple of reasons. One is we hear, Media, Hollywood, news sources, social media, everything is very focused on do what you want, mm-hmm. right? It's about you. It's a selfish mentality where there's really good things about selfishness. I think you can be selfish and be super committed, but it's what do I want to do? If there's any external commitment, we're like, no, 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 like that's not, that doesn't align with what I want. So I, I don't want to commit to it. I don't want to. It's about me as a, as a father. This is where I think the biggest the biggest hole in our society is is men are not committed to being fathers. And I'm not saying that's that's based off a of race. I'm not saying that's based off a of location. I'm not saying it's based off of socioeconomic uh, status. I'm saying as a whole, men. Because here's the deal: there are dads that are still married and in the home that are just as uncommitted to mm-hmm. being a father as uh, a dad that got yeah. someone pregnant and has nothing to do with a kid right. because they're focused on everything else but being a dad. I think we struggle there. Um, I think culturally also everything is easy now and culturally we're, we are coached to shy away from the discomfort. 
Anything that's uncomfortable must not be right. Like mm-hmm. that's that's being ingrained because we're seeing because it's that whole saying, and we've said it on the show a million times, right? Tough times create hard men. Hard men create good create times. good times. Good times create soft men. Soft men create tough times. Tough times, right? This cycle, and we're in that. Good times create soft men. So we're soft. Mm-hmm. We are soft as a culture, and so we just are. We don't have the the toughness to push through uh, hard times and things that we we should be committed to. Mm-hmm. Whether that's like we just talked about a diet, right? We're the most overweight culture that we're the most overweight than we ever have been. Um, we have the most uh, single single mom family, single mom run families. Um, we have. Uh, you're talking about education. I mean, education. Right? Yeah, there's there's something we're, right. We used to rank for, top in the world in education. Now we're literally in the 30s and 40s for most of our. I mean, math, and on, science, a glo- on a like on a global scale, right? Like we're nowhere near mm-hmm. where we where we've been, right? Yeah. And so so we're we're not committed there, but we are. We've just become soft, and and commitment is a is a byproduct of the lack of discipline and lack of resilience that we have as men. And I'm not look. This is a generalization. We're not saying everybody's this way. So if you're listening, you're like, I'm not soft. I'm not. I'm yeah. okay. Okay, great. But look at yourself. Like, are you really staying? I'm committed? soft. I'll admit yeah. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm very soft. Yeah. In comparison to the generation before us. Yeah. Right. And it goes back to what you're talking about. We've created, thankfully, mm-hmm. it's a good thing that we've created such a great environment yeah. to, to survive and thrive in, mm-hmm. in opportunities that we have. The problem with that is, like you're saying earlier, you don't really go through much difficulty. Yeah. Now there's there's obviously pain and, and life's always going to have different struggles and things yeah. like that. But from a general standpoint, our poorest people are still better off than ninety five percent of the world. Right. Right. So our perspective is yes, we do have a problem. There's there's things we can improve, mm-hmm. but even that's better than than most. Yeah. And so when you really put it in that context, it's like, okay, well, what problems do we really have? And so when we talk about commitment, yeah, you know, you, you, you rattle off a bunch of different reasons for me personally, mm-hmm. and I'm only going to speak for myself and not in generalizations to me, commitment's hard because there's so many things I can get without having to totally commit. Yep. There are so many Amazon is, is, is a great example, right? I can, I can, within a click, I can have something at my door, yep. right? I didn't have to commit it. There was no sacrifice yep. there. I didn't have to get in my car and go drive somewhere and actually spend my money. Or, or go back or go back further. I didn't have to, I didn't have to walk two miles to go get water yeah. for my right. family. Or I didn't have to, you know, pack up to go for a two week hunt right. to provide food for my tribe. Yeah. But in the context of today, I didn't even, I yeah. literally didn't even have to get in my car. Yeah. Right, I, I, yeah. I, I've eliminated that step, which is great. I love that service. I'm uh-huh. so thankful for, for services like that yeah. have made my life easier. Right. But the, the pro, I don't even have to commit to putting any effort in. Right. So what does that do for me? That bleeds over into my job, right? Yeah. Okay, now maybe something's not as easy yeah. to get through. Yeah. Maybe I'm not quite as committed to yeah. try to get through it because yeah. I've just made, I've personally set my life up in such a way. I'm thankful for it, very yeah. grateful for it. But I don't have to struggle very often, yep. which is why I always talk about fitness and, and putting yourself through those situations. Yeah. And, and it's a conscious decision now. Mm-hmm. It used to be that was just your daily life, mm-hmm. that you had to commit to things. Now it's a you have to think about what you need to commit to. Yeah. And so for me, it's like you're saying, it's very easy for me to come home from work, turn on the TV, hang out, be 
be there, uh-huh. but not truly committed to being the best father that I can be or the best yeah. husband that I can be. Yeah. It's because everything's just so, for me, it's on autopilot. Yeah. And, I, and when we talk about commitment, wanted to bring David in on this. I think about David and his story with Snacks Media. David had a very comfortable job before he started this company. You started Snacks Media when? I've been on my own about three years now. Yeah. But you were you were working before that. You yeah, had a comfortable I job. IT guy. For IT guy. Five years. Right. So he had a great job, right? He yeah. had a job that, that everybody would want, stable, was providing for his family. But tell us about the it's that you had to start your own company, start your own. You, you wanted more, right? You wanted to commit to something. Tell us about that process. Yeah, I had gotten, I had started to dabble in the video production and then realized I didn't want to be an IT guy the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, I was good at it, and but I got tired of resetting passwords all day. <laughs> and I was that guy last night. <laughs> you needed your password yeah. reset? Yeah. You got locked out of an account. So I, got, I got tired of guys like Tyler calling me <laughs> at 10 p.m. Uh, and I just, I, one day I just saw my future, like, in 20 years. And I was fat. Uh I was just still an IT guy because I had to be because I had a house and kids and they were going to college. And I was like, man. Life was very good for you in 20 years. But. Well, it didn't look. It didn't look. Fun. It wasn't what you wanted, right? No. Yeah. No. Um, no, it looked. It, I don't think it looked good. It, it looked easy. Right. Yeah. It looked sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was like, I didn't have any kids at the time. And my wife was working. And I was like, man, if I don't jump right now. I'm I'm never gonna do it. Yeah, and so just said. So you quit your job. Yep. Quit no, my job. no true stability. No. No. Did no you have guarantees. Oh yeah, yeah. I I because I had been slowly getting a okay. clientele where I couldn't I couldn't keep doing both jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So I had was the some work. was your clientele replacing the income? Was it enough to replace it, or were you gonna have to take a pay no, cut? No. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna have to take. So what was that like, jumping from, from a stable job with a wife to committing to? I've never, I was never super money motivated. Well, I thought I was because I was going to quit the year, I was going to quit the year before mm-hmm. and they're like, how much money do you want? And I like, oh. I wrote a decent sized number that I thought was like big. They couldn't reach it. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, what I meant was... I meant double that. Oh, yeah. I, that eight was a nine. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So um, then I was like, man, it was fun for two months after that. Yeah. I was like, man, I can't believe I'm making this much money. I was 25. Yeah. Um, and then like two or three months later, I was like, man, this isn't as, this isn't as fun as I thought it was. It's not be. as fulfilling as you think. Which yeah. like in your head, you're always like, man, if I make it, if I make this amount, yep. if I make this number, it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I feel like, I mean, NFL guys, even at thirty million, do they feel? I mean, do some do some of those guys feel that way? Or I think you always want more, no matter how much you have. Um, yeah, and, and actually, it's funny. I was uh, on the way here. I was listening to some sports radio, and uh, Carlos Correa, the baseball guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I was speaking off of the <laughs> microphone on purpose, <laughs> um, but he's going into free agency, or yep. yeah. So he's a free agent, right? And he's made a ton of money up to this point. My question is: is they're talking about? Oh, well, he needs to because they're going to go into a lockout after today when this mm-hmm. we're recording this episode. Um, and they're going to go into a lockout, and he's got to sign today so he can get his contract. And I'm like, dude's got a hundred million in the bank. Like, 
how motivated is he to get a bigger contract? And then it got me to thinking like, how committed is he to refining his craft? Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering like, okay, what is it that drives some of those elite guys that, you know, have a, have a combination of hard work and talent, right. That are making this, the, the big, massive mega athletic contracts. And it was just interesting. I'm thinking like, okay, what is he committed to? Is it, mm -hmm. is it the money that's getting him to go to training camp? Like you look at Brady, it's very clear that money was not important to Brady. Now, granted his wife made 200 million, like yeah. early on in his career, she was making a ton of money. And so like, that's cool, but it's, he's never been the highest paid quarterback. He's, he's taken pay cuts to make the whole thing. He's, super committed to his craft to being the best so he's driven he's committed to being the greatest mm -hmm. quarterback of all time like yeah. he's committed to it it's not the money and it was just an interesting thought process and and david to your point is okay am i committed to chasing a salary to be comfortable mm -hmm. or am i committed to building something that i can be proud of that can fulfill me that i can come home to my kids and they look at me and say okay dad's doing what he loves yeah. and what he was built to do. So when you finally decided, David, all right, I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to start my own thing. What was the, how, how what was that like? Like the first few months after you'd quit your job, after you started this company, was it all just roses and rainbows and everything was great and life was life was awesome, or was there some maybe some regret there a little bit after you made that commitment? Uh, there was no regret, but it was definitely like, man. When I was first doing video production, everything was super fun. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And no matter what it is, eventually it's going to not get be yeah. fun. So shiny like, object. That's a yeah, good point. Shiny, Even right? like pro golfers. Yeah. yeah. That seems like the dream job. And they, they get sick of it sometimes. Yeah. Because yeah. if you do the same thing over and over and you're grinding, it's eventually going to suck. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's um, a good point. So that was also a good lesson. So I learned that lesson. And I learned the money's not going to make you happy lesson. Yeah. Um, but... There, I mean, if you had told me it was going to be as hard as it is now, I probably, I probably wouldn't have done it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been a, it's definitely been a grind. Yeah. Um, so right now you're deep into the cave of. This is hard. This is really hard. Oh so yeah. So what keeps you going down that path? I'm sure you could go back and, and get another IT job and be just fine. Oh What yeah. keeps you committed toward the path, even though? It's really difficult right now. There are, like, signs you see, like, every few months where it's like, oh, man, that, reminder. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, that, wow, this is what I was doing last year, mm -hmm. and now I'm doing this. And, I mean, I'm a huge Andy Frisella guy. That's how I found yeah. out about you guys and how he, I think, was making six grand a year for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. he made $53,000 total his first 10 years in business. Yeah. yeah. And so if, you know, he can go 10 years, I'm only on, I'm on year three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's the hard thing, right? You're on year three and there's frustration there. Cause this is where I am year two, year four in our business. Uh -huh. There's this frustration there, man, I should be, you know, far and far and ahead, but that's not reality. And so when you're the, that lack of commitment in my mind, it's easy to now walk away because I'm not seeing results after two years or three years. Right. So that's interesting that you say that. You also have a cool story about how you found us. Talk about commitment. Yeah. So tell tell everybody how our relationship started with you. So I had heard you guys on Andy Frisella's podcast, mm -hmm. and then I started listening to you guys randomly, mm -hmm. 
And in my head, I was like, I'd probably listen to five or six of y'all's episodes. And I knew that y'all were in Dallas. So I was like, man, one day, one day I want to be on the, uh, on the Darren Woodson show. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> dreams do come true. Um, and so I literally thought that to myself And two days later, I have a client at this office building where we record the podcast and I literally walk out of the client's office and Darren Woodson is standing right there. <laughs> And I'm like, man, no way. And so I, uh, I just go up to him and I say, Hey, what's up? What's up, Darren? He's like, Hey man. And, uh, I was like, I just started listening to the show and I really like it. And you could tell he got a little spark in his eye. Cause I wasn't fanboying over him being a Cowboys player. Yeah. It was like actually over the podcast. And then, so I talked to him for like five minutes and he brought me in the studio mm-hmm. and I met Ben. Yep. Um, and what me and Ben talk about is like, I've if you if you've heard of Andy Frisella, you've you've heard of Seventy Five Hard, and I did that um, about a year and a half ago. And what that made me realize is that no, no, nobody really cares or is thinking about you. It's 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 a hard thing to swallow, but it's also a very comforting thing to swallow. Because um, when I first started out, I probably wouldn't have gone up to Darren, um, mm-hmm. but it's like man. He can either say "screw you" and whatever, or or he can or he can be interested. Mm-hmm. It it he is not going to be thinking about it ten minutes later. Yeah. Um, in seventy five hard, you're you're not able to drink, and I always thought like, oh man, if I'm at a party and I'm not drinking, people are going to care. Literally, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> Everybody only cares about themselves. Yeah. Um, and like obviously, I care about my wife and my kids. But besides that, it's like. I don't care what you, I don't care what you guys did last night. I mean, yeah. I no, I'm not thinking about y'all yeah, right. and you're not thinking about me. Right. And it's a very comforting thing to think in sales too. Cause I mean, y'all are in somewhat <sighs> sales. Yeah. Um, and so that's just why I go into a lot of like sales conversations with is that they're not going to be thinking about this. And if I can help them, I can help them. And that's kind of yeah. what I went So that through. helps you in like getting over the hump of like well, committing to something. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. that's what I, yeah. that, what I love about that story is you are so committed to making snacks media, the biggest empire or whatever it is. Your goal is with them yeah. that you're willing to do the scary thing, like walking up to Darren Woodson, who doesn't know who you are. Uh-huh. You're willing to do that because you're so committed to that ultimate goal of snacks media. And I love that story it because a, how many times are we, do we think we're committed, but yeah. we're not willing to do those little things that are scary at the moment. The uncomfortable things. The uncomfortable things, yep. right? We, we can't fully commit because we don't want to be uncomfortable for a little Isn't bit. Isn't it so funny though, David, like back to the whole, like, dude, I, I can't worry about what other people think about or care about because they don't. But as you've gotten to know us, you're like, dude, I, these I can't believe are- I was I was nervous because these guys are all clowns, <laughs> yeah, like absolute clowns. Because and 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 we think that, and it took me getting inside of NFL locker rooms and being like, "Bro, Tony Romo's just a dude. Mm-hmm. Like he's got his own insecurities, he's got his own issues. Yeah. Like Witten, Dez, whoever, right? They've got their own issues. Like they're just dudes. Yeah, and it's and it is a peaceful thing because it's like, man, like I'm worried about you know if somebody sees my issues or my it's like screw it, yeah. like commit to it and you can't have all these external forces dictate why you can't do it all right we're going to take a quick break from the episode and recognize an opportunity that we all have it if you are having a hard week or you just need some r&r here's what you got to do is you got to drive up 75 north cross the red river to durant oklahoma to choctaw casino and resort it is 
the best getaway that you can mm. get if you're in the Dallas area by far. And guess what? If you're listening from somewhere outside of DFW, say you're in South Texas or you're in another state, which we've yeah. got some listeners uh, in other states, fly into Dallas, drive up. It is worth every penny. You don't have to go to Vegas anymore to have a world-class experience at a world-class resort and casino. Yeah, we talk about the restaurants that are up there, those steakhouses. We talk about the concert venue. Uh, we, we had a conversation with Aaron Watson previously, and he talked about the – the intimacy, every single seat in that concert venue is right on top. And there's not a bad seat in the house. There's not. And so these artists talk about it's one of the best places to play. And so go check, check out your, yourself a concert, the spa, the, the brand new expansion. I mean, it's just such a good time. To your point, Tyler, if you need a break, things are getting crazy, times are tough, get up there, get up to Choctaw Casino Resort, have yourself a great time. We, we experience it. We love it. Uh, they're doing great things in the community. Can't say enough good things, and we're so grateful for their partnership. That's Choctaw Casino Resort. Go check them out. Now back to the episode. Yeah. So I want to talk about really quickly, and, and thank you for sharing that, man. I think that's that's awesome. A couple of things that I want to I want to hit on that are there are legitimate reasons. I don't want to I don't want this episode to be like stop being soft, commit to it. Like that you're just you're just a bad person if you don't commit to it. You have lack of, you know you have commitment issues. There's legitimate reasons why people have them, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of go through these really quickly, and then kind of give maybe some examples of each, but. Um, the reason that we as a culture have a fear of committing to something, there's, there's a, there's a number of reasons. One is an attachment insecurity and I'll, and I'll go into that. Number two is if you legitimately have a personality disorder, there are legitimate reasons why you are afraid or fearful or have a commitment phobia. And there's a difference between phobia and fear, right? Uh, there's trauma or prolonged stress that is associated with fear of commitment, family history or modeling. So if you're watching things, there's a, there's, there is a correlation between that. There's studies, and, and I'll share a couple of things with, about that, about if you grow up in a, in a setting that shows you one way, you either are prone to be committed or prone not to be committed. And then lastly is self-esteem. And so the reason I said that last is because I want to roll into that. So self-esteem. For me, I, this is one of the reasons I've struggled in the past with commitment um, one in relationships and then two in, in reaching goals. Um, in relationships, I've, I've really struggled with self-esteem. And that was something that, that I've, and I don't know where that originated from. I, you know, I, I would say my family has always been super supportive. Um, but I've always felt like people held me on a higher platform than I really truly thought of myself. I didn't think I, that I deserved the the notoriety or acknowledgement that I got. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, I'm not exactly sure. Maybe that's, I do need counseling uh, to dig into that more, but um, self-esteem has always been an issue. When it came to girls, I never, ever thought, and I joke about it with Tiffany, like I don't deserve her, but like truly like in my heart, I believe that with like any girl that I ever dated. So I never like committed to even going up and approaching girls. Like my entire life, I've never gone up and hit on a girl. I've just never had the self-esteem mm -hmm. partly because, and this is as you, as you kind of progress in relationships is partly is I was so, I had so, so many issues when it came to the way I thought about myself is I was afraid because of what some of these other people said about me is that they would find out that I was a fraud, right? That because I didn't believe it, it can't be true. 
So I don't want to go engage in a relationship or commit to a relationship because the more I commit, the more you're going to know me and realize that I'm a fake. Yeah. I mean, I still struggle with that with, with my wife, honestly, is like there's things that like she says and I'm like, you've been with me for 13 years and you really think that? Like, mm-hmm. gosh, I put on a good front then. Right. You know what I mean? It's like it, there's, there's times that I question that. So self-esteem is, is an issue that I think people really need to address. And, and this is me putting myself out there and, and really talking to myself is you, you cannot let self-esteem derail your path to happiness, which is connected through commitment, in my opinion. Because if, if, if it's a relationship, if it's a job, that, that commitment is that bridge that gets you there. Mm-hmm. Whether you stick to it through, through the hard times or now you've got a, a relationship that is fulfilling and you are, um, you are committed not just to yourself but something bigger than yourself. Man, we talk about that all the time yep. on the show. So self-esteem is one of those issues, and I don't know, I mean, I don't know what your guys' perspective on that is, but that is one of the reasons culturally and, you know, from a, from a, uh, from a paper written uh, by psych, psych now psychology yeah um and it's that is one of the issues yeah what are your thoughts i don't i guess i wouldn't have tabbed it as self-esteem when i think of my lack of commitment to things Mm -hmm. i I wouldn't attribute it necessarily to self-esteem but i guess in a way it could be yeah that i think for me it's a fear of committing to something that doesn't go how i hope that it goes yeah. And so I just think it's easier just to not even try or not even commit to it because I don't wanna I don't wanna deal with the pain of not not succeeding. Yeah. And so I think early on in but my life pain, when I was Do you think it's internal pain for you? Because we're wired differently. There's a lot of things that were very, very similar. But there's certain like motivational factors that are different between us. Yeah. So is it letting yourself down or is it if I fail, I'm letting someone else down? Uh, I think both. Um, I mean, if we just use this podcast as an example, yeah. right? Like going all, like quitting our day job and fully committing to this podcast yeah. scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Because I've got family, I've got two kids. If it failed, and I don't think it would, but if it did, then what do I do? Yeah. Where do I go from there? Yeah. So that fear of failure is keeping me from committing despite how much I love doing this, yeah. right? And, I, and I'm, 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 and I want to keep doing both, right? Yeah. It's not like I, I want to quit that job just so I can full, but I do know that whatever you commit to and focus all your attention on, it's likely going to succeed. And in most cases in my life, that's, it's worked out that way. Yeah. If I've truly committed to something, it's worked out well. Yeah. It's, it, but it's the bullshit that I tell myself mm-hmm. bef- to not commit which is what actually keeps me from getting there. Yeah. But whenever I go all in and I really truly commit to something, 9.9 times out of 10 it works out because I've committed, I've truly committed. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a big difference there in truly committing and going all in yeah. versus partial commitment or saying, yeah, I'm committed to this but not really putting in the work. Yeah. to get there. Yeah, and, and an example and I think professionally like David's example is exactly for me like I literally get levels of anxiety thinking about because, like you said, I, I love my job. I love my day job, real estate, 
most of the time. Mm -hmm. Like I do. Like there's there's things about it that I absolutely love. There's things about it I absolutely hate. But yeah. that's I think that's kind of with everything. I'm sure there's things in your job you're like, gosh, I don't want to stare at an editing screen for another <laughs> 30 minutes, let alone the six hours that it's going to take to get me through this, right? Oh, yeah, and the business admin stuff. And yeah. Business. And so yeah. there's there's yeah. things that like, but if I think about it, um, and I, and I, I'm now 30, just turned 37. Right. And I look at some of these other guys that are 34, 35, you know, early thirties that they committed to something early on and now where they're at. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, he, damn, you know yeah. what I mean? Because here's, and here's why, and here's what, what scares me is back to the self-esteem issue. If we're talking about the podcast, like, pfft, I'm not important enough for people to care. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, why, why would I invest into it? The other reason is like, if it's a, if it's another business thing, like, Hey, I got to go all in on, on this. I got to make a, a, a transition or this. It's, it's, I'm not good enough to achieve those things. Mm -hmm. Now, if that's not a constant, like I just truly believe that because I look and I'm like, no, there's times like, I know that I can, I know that I'm, I've got more ability and more talent, more personality than this guy, but he committed he committed 10 years ago mm -hmm. to building this and look at him now at 35, younger than me. And now he is, he is where I wish that I could be. Yeah. Yeah. You know what for, I mean? For whatever reason, that person decided at yeah. that time that this is important enough to go all in, yeah. fully commit to regardless of the, the, you know, the adversity that I face along the way, oh. it's important. The overall goal is important enough mm -hmm. that I'm going to commit to it. And it's so funny how short of a memory we have because, and I think, Everybody in this room right now has had this. Anything that you've actually committed to, really, if you look at it, how many of those would you actually consider failures that you actually failed? Yeah. If you commit to it. Right. Like, uh, I mean. Nothing. Really. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If you commit to something and you, you are all in on it, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a job, whatever it is, when have you actually ever failed? Now, you, there's maybe... Bumps in the road, it may be challenging, it may be... It may take longer than you right, thought. Yeah. Right, You know, look, I know people that have, like, committed to, like, real estate development for some, for example. They've committed, they've been all in, and they ended up going BK. They went, they, they, they went bankrupt because a deal went sideways. But, and there's so many, like, massive big developers that have gone through that. And, like, oh, you failed. No, he kept going. He was committed to seeing it through. And now they are... 30 times higher than they were at their highest point yeah. before going bankrupt. Yeah. And so it's like, I, I always struggle with it. And one of the, there's a quote that I saw and I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase it because I can't remember exactly what it was, but like, don't be afraid to commit to your goals because of the time that it's going to take. Mm -hmm. Time is going to pass regardless. So commit to it. Mm -hmm. Put your, put your effort, focus, passion into whatever it is that you're committing to because guess what? If you're afraid, because I think of like, oh, if I go start like a, a business that I really love, it's going to take three or four years to, to build up before I, guess what? The three or four years are going to pass anyways. Yeah. So do you want to be at three or four years and not that's, have, that's good. Yeah, and, that's really good. and not have accomplished that goal? Time doesn't care. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's going to happen anyways. Yeah. No, that's really so, good. So commit to it and yeah. don't let self-esteem block you because anybody that, Anybody that commits to something, and look, I get that there's things, you know, people may have, you know, disabilities that, that prevent them from certain things that maybe they wish they could do, right? Or, hey, you know, you're 5'2", five, you're, five you're probably not going to be a basketball player. I probably wouldn't commit to that, right? Have yeah. these realistic <laughs> commitments. But 
at the same time, like if you commit to something and you see it through and don't give up when it gets hard, there's a very low probability that you're really going to tr- truly say you failed unless mm-hmm. you quit early. Exactly. That's, that's really the only way that you do fail is yeah. when you quit. And if for, for the overall context of this discussion, you weren't truly committed to it, that's apparently, right. right? Or you wouldn't have quit. Yeah. That's why I love your story so much, getting to the NFL and playing seven years, is because you did anything and everything it took. You were fully committed to that dream of yours, that goal of yours. Uh-huh. And you did whatever. It, it didn't matter what got in your way. didn't matter what obstacles there were. You were going to commit and you were going to succeed yeah. because you were never going to quit until yeah. you did. Yeah. And it ended up ultimately ended up in a seven-year NFL career, which is yeah. twice and a half the, the average. Yeah, and, and look, that's, that's a scenario that, look, if you were to, and, and this isn't me saying, hey, my life is a book, but like if you were to write a book, okay, that's, that's a cool ending, right? Mm-hmm. People, that, that's great. But sometimes if you commit to something, it doesn't look anything like you planned it originally. Yeah. Right? Like I always think like from a faith standpoint, right? It's like God's sovereignty over my life. Like he put me through things that I didn't think I wanted it to be this way. Mm-hmm. It ended up a different way, which was way better. So you may commit to starting a media company, but then that ultimately, you know, I mean, again, what if that media company turns into an AV company and you start, you know, installing, you get into video, whatever, right? But mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that Snacks Media was a failure if it pivots to something bigger and better ultimately in the long run. Yeah, I just heard this on a podcast the other day. This guy talks about it's Atomic Habits, Mm -hmm. James Clear. Uh And he talks about, I don't, I have the overall goal in mind, Uh but the method I get there, I keep open to, to, it can be open to, I'm open to whatever, right? As long as the ultimate goal is achieved, I really don't care how I get there, which is exactly what you're yeah. saying. It might fl- you know, flow this way or flow that way, and it, it yeah. turned into something else. But as long as the ultimate goal is achieved, I'm good with it. I mean, think of Jeff Bezos. Yeah. The guy started a book-selling company. Like That was his goal. Is mm-hmm. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the internet, and I'm going to sell books. Mm-hmm. Like, Do you think that he said, man... If I'm delivering groceries in in 30 years from now, I'm going to be a complete failure. Mm. Probably. Yeah. Oh, you're delivering groceries? Yeah, to billions of people. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's just because, so, so the fear of the unknown, don't let, don't let your self-esteem stop you from committing to something that may seem very big. Yeah. And that's, that, that's an encouragement. And I'll, like, I want to talk self-esteem on relationships and then we're going to move on, uh, is, uh, David's point about people don't care. Think about, think about if you let self-esteem halt a relationship that ultimately could have been amazing for your life. You know, whether it's approaching somebody for the first time, because, I mean, if you ask girls, if I were to ask Tiffany, hey, do you remember every single time a dude hit on you? She'd be like, now, I maybe remember two because they were complete a-holes, mm-hmm. like, and it just stood out because they were a-holes. Uh, but, like, girls, and I'm speaking from a men's standpoint, and I'm t- talking about younger versions of ourselves, is they, they don't, look, if you go in and, and look, I want to start a conversation with you and I respect you, like, and they say no, whatever. Like, they don't, they're not going to lose sleep over it that night. Mm-hmm. Like, you may think that. But if you let self-esteem stop you from trying to make, make that initial conversation, you could be missing on something great. 
deeper down the road is the fear of commitment because of self-esteem. Like, like I brought up as an example, I don't want to commit to somebody because I'm afraid they're going to find out who I am. Mm. Right. Because I don't think I'm good enough for that person. I went through that in a long relationship. And again, it all happened for a reason, much, much better than it, you know, I had had planned, but I wouldn't commit to a relationship. I was kind of in and out. We'd break up every six months. Uh, you know, time, anytime marriage was brought up, I would, we'd break up because I was, because I was so, I didn't think that I deserved that level of happiness. Mm -hmm. I mean, now granted the relationship, it was not right, but like uh, great person, all the, all the right physical and, you know, relational attributes, but it just wasn't right. But with Tiffany, it was it was one of those things that for the first time that self-esteem was wiped aside and it was like, look, I'm committing to this from the start. Like literally after our first date, I said, I'm marrying that girl and whatever it takes to do to get there because that is that is pure joy. Mm -hmm. So that. don't let don't let your self-esteem derail a relationship, whether you're in it or you're getting into one or have the opportunity to meet somebody, mm -hmm. please don't let self-esteem derail yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, so and I don't know if you want to say something. I was going to go oh, to no. the next point. Go ahead. Um, so, so there's the next one, family history of modeling. And I'm, I'm going to speak uh, first about relationships. Uh, there's a study that shows that uh, children whose parents, children whose parents are together but not married, have a harder time in life committing because they had the example in front of them that they don't have to commit, right? So as parents, what we model for our kids is received. More so, it had more of an impact than a kid that had their parents divorced, right? You think, okay, your parents get divorced, there's trauma associated with it. That didn't correlate to future divorce or for future commitment issues for children whose parents were divorced as much as seeing the kids that parents just never committed, just lived together and never actually got married. Now, the family history side of it is if it's an ugly divorce, if it's really bad and there's trauma within that within that cycle, that led to commit fear of commitment because now you're you're afraid of being hurt. That's a real psychological issue that many people deal with because of what they saw, right? And how that correlates to commitment. Same thing with kids that see their parents not commit to just chasing their goals mm -hmm. or chasing their dreams and it bounces around takes whatever job takes this takes that look people bounce around and some people actually like floating from job to job and that's just something that they like they like the freedom but modeling and kids seeing that they replicate that lack of commitment to one goal so again parents you may you may tell your kids one thing but how you live is very important because that's what your kids are going to receive. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, this, and this is a big topic. And I mean, there's, there's, you know, all these different aspects, whether it's in parenting, whether it's in relationships with your spouse, whether it's your job, commitment's a huge, I mean, it's yeah. a huge deal. And, yeah. and there's so many different routes and avenues that we could go down. I, I think overall, hopefully though, the encouragement here is whatever it is that you're committing to is going all in Yeah. and really sticking it out through whatever it is that, that comes up. Because those things will come up. It's not going to be perfect, whatever it is that you're going after that you're committed to. But that's, for me, it's the encouragement of just not being afraid to go after it. So as we wrap this up, maybe a, a couple of final closing words of encouragement from each of us. Tyler, we'll start with you and give David a second to think. But I'm curious to hear what David would say to people that are maybe struggling with commitment. Yeah. 
Yeah. Tyler, how would you what, – what final words of encouragement would you give to I, people? I think, I think like a lot of topics that we talk about is, one, you've got to acknowledge it first and foremost. You've got to recognize, do I struggle committing to things? Committing to things or committing to people? And then you've got to understand, okay, why? Where, where does that come from? You know, one of, the, one of the things that you can do to combat it is actually number one step is talk about it mm-hmm. is talk with somebody that you trust talk with a counselor talk with a therapist talk with pastor whoever it is that you trust and really just kind of get it out there so you can the more you talk the more you learn about yourself and so if you have struggles with commitment identify it and try to track it back to the source mm-hmm. as best as you can because then you can actually either learn okay hey is that a justified thought or fear or, and if it is, okay, now I've got to treat it, right? I've got to address it. If not, then, hey, look, that's unjustified. Like, let it go. Yeah. Like, move on from it. But if you just keep it trapped and hidden, you're never going to find that. Mm-hmm. You're never going to learn that about yourself, and you're never going to be able to progress. Yeah. So my advice is, look, assess yourself honestly. Maybe ask those that, that, that you love, that love you, Okay, hey, do you see anywhere where I'm struggling with commitment? Whether it's my job, whether it's my goals, whether it's my fitness, whether it's, okay, address why, why you have those commitment issues. And, and then I think that you can take a step in, in really lifting your commitment to yeah. committing. Commitment to committing. I love it. David, what, how, do you, how would you encourage somebody who's maybe in a, where you were three or four years ago? Uh, I would say that the the conditions are never going to be perfect. That's good. Whether that's like a relationship, I'm waiting to have this amount of money before I pull the trigger or something like that, or same with the job. Um, You know, sometimes you just got to, you just got to go for it. And same with the diet too. It's like, oh, um, I'm going to wait till after Christmas. It's like, no, maybe right. Maybe if you do it through Christmas, that actually was what pushes you to finish the diet. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Um, That's what I did with 75 hard. I was like, I had three weddings coming up and I was like, man, if I make it through these three weddings then I know I'm going to finish or some vacations. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll talk about that later. (laughs) So that's where it's like, maybe, maybe you try to make it harder for yourself. Yeah, and the conditions are ne- the conditions for anything are never going to yeah. be never. exactly how you that's want. A great it. point. That, that's so great good. Point. That, that's really, really that simple statement just hit me in the forehead like a ton of bricks. Of the conditions are never going to be perfect. Sometimes it'd be as simple as statements. Thank you for sharing that. That's really, really because I think because that's the most DMs that we get by far are people that are talking about they have this certain job they're not sure if that's the job for them. Yeah. And so I think David, your story and hearing that is perfect. Mm. Or something like that, because that's the most feedback we get by far is people who are in one job and they want to think about another. And I think a lot of us probably, especially since COVID, a lot of yeah. us are probably going through that. So thank you for sharing that. My encouragement is would be start simple. Find a lane, pick a lane, whatever it is, whether it's your fitness, whether it's your relationships, whether it's your job, pick a lane, pick an aspect of your life and start with a simple commitment. Let's just use fitness as an example. I'm going to commit to three workouts a week for the next month. Mm-hmm. For the next 30 days, three workouts a week, that's what I'm going to do. Start start that small. Prove to yourself that you can commit something and follow through. Yeah. Because I think to me, that's how habits are formed. It's, it's formed by these little simple tasks. Mm-hmm. 
and things that we truly, because how many times do we make this massive commitment to ourselves, but we're forgetting about the little low-hanging fruit? Mm-hmm. Just start small. Commit to something. Pick something, whatever aspect of your life you want to pick to, right? And start small and commit and see that through. Yeah. And I think that will build and give you the confidence over At least that's what works for me, right? That gives me the confidence over time. Hey, I can do this. I can commit to something and see it all the way through. Yeah. Speaking of commitment, we, uh, we appreciate you guys who are committed to listening to this podcast. Yeah. The best way you can help us, we talk about this all the time, is sharing the podcast, whether it's texting your buddy who you're having a conversation with, and you said, hey, the Darren Woods Show talked about this. I think you'd, you'd really appreciate it. Whether that's sharing on your social media is great. Leaving us reviews on the podcast platforms is always appreciated. Yeah. Uh, and then follow us on social media. We're at the Darren Woods or at Darren Woodson Show on Instagram. We're at the Darren Woodson Show on YouTube. You can watch these episodes on YouTube. Uh, and then, as always, we've we've te- been teasing this a little bit. We're gonna ramp this up slowly. We've got a huge, massive announcement coming up. Uh, at the end of December, December. This has been a big deal for Ben because Ben just wants to like shout it from the mountaintops. <laughs> it's been a long like, time. Hey, hey, let's te- let's give a little teaser. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. We've been working behind the scenes very, very hard for a very exciting new announcement that we're going to make on December 29th. Things of the episode. Mm-hmm. So the end of the year, our last roundtable of the year, we've got a big announcement. So make sure you're tuned into that. We appreciate you guys. Hopefully this was encouraging and helpful to you guys. Please share the show. Tyler, any final closing words? Nah, I just... We appreciate y'all. Uh, just know we're committed uh, to to being here with y'all. Uh, we're committed to being real. We're committed to being transparent. I think as you, as you heard today, we struggle with these same issues. There's there's no doubt. Um, we've had examples in our lives where we have committed to something and we've seen results. And we, I personally have had more where I have not committed, yep. and there's probably more regret associated with it. Absolutely. So we're right there with you. We just we just want to share it with you. Like Ben said, we're committed to interacting with you, to responding to you, because we want to be a platform for y'all to just feel comfortable that you can ask us questions. We don't have all the answers, but with Darren's Rolodex, we, we got the resources. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Man. Appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of the week.